Welcome back to the Cattle Call. This is your host, Curtis Oldie. We're going to continue on to our episode we did last week with Wink Charlet, and I've got Ty Essenbaugh here who's going to talk about his foundation. Ty, thank you for uh, sticking around and uh, recording this. So I would encourage anybody who uh, wants to know a little more about the Winks to make sure they check out that uh, last episode. But uh, Ty, let's just kind of jump into it and and talk uh, a little bit about your story and then uh, talk about your foundation and uh, if anybody's got a question about your foundation, we'll kind of get into that, but uh, we'll just let you take it. Cause I know you've done a lot of talks and speeches and, and you probably got it rehearsed. So I'll let you just. Yeah, run with ab- it. absolutely. Well, it's definitely not rehearsed, so it'll come out uh, uh, rough and rugged and different every time, but uh, I do enjoy sharing my story to the extent that it might help somebody. So uh, the background is really just, uh, Grew up in the cattle business, grew up in the Charlet business, um, which you can listen on a previous podcast. Uh, but I really grew up as a all-American boy, if you will, going to a small town and growing up on a farm and ranch and playing sports. And, um, you know, uh, my first, you know, my my story really starts uh, after my freshman year of high school. I was diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, didn't have any of the classic symptoms, ran one of my best track times two and a half weeks before that at the region track meet. And uh, actually, we were going to be going to Charlotte Junior Nationals in Tupelo, Mississippi. And I was uh, running a low-grade fever and uh, was really tired all the time. And mom, just mom and I went to the doctor just to see if I needed to get a shot or what so that I wasn't sick when we went to Junior Nationals and uh, essentially got a uh, cancer diagnosis on, on the, when we went to the doctor. So completely blindsided. I was 15 years old and, uh, you know, what came after that was, you know, kind of borderline and unbelievable. Uh, anything that could have possibly have went wrong seemed like it did go wrong. Um, I was diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, it takes, uh, two and a half years, of chemotherapy uh, regiment um, is standard protocol. So I started that immediately and it seemed like the wheels just kept falling off. Um, what started as a fungus that was grown in my lung that they cut out twice. Uh, I got staph infections and multiple porticaths. I, I got the shingles and uh, had to give me Oxycontin to uh, help with the pain from the, the nerve pain from the shingles and ended up getting addicted to that and had to come off from that. Um, you know, it induced avascular necrosis into all my joints. And so I was flying across the country uh, to try to get my knees and, and elbows and, and whatnot operated on. And, uh, you know, at one point, uh, I went from 155 pounds to, 105 pounds and uh, couldn't stand, couldn't walk, couldn't stand anymore. They had a feeding tube directly in my stomach and didn't know if the chemo was working. They didn't know if the fungus was out of my lung. And uh, it was just, uh, it was just pretty bleak all around. And so that's how I spent most of my high school days. Um, Obviously, thankfully, um, I'm very blessed to be here. And uh, I got to know a lot of kids that um, didn't get here uh, to get to be here today. 
um, that I was in the hospital with. And uh, I always vowed uh, for them that if I had the opportunity, I would try to do the, the best that I could uh, in, in their memory. So um, I started doing speaking events when I was still sick in high school. I did uh, a K through 12 in Arlington, the town over from us and, and loved it. Love didn't mind sharing my story at all. And uh, have really just continued to do that over the past almost 20 years. Um, so that's, uh, that's really where the, the start of my story comes from. Yeah, and I should have probably mentioned it first. Uh, I had the opportunity to hear your story at Junior Nationals, uh, and I can't remember if your mom talked as well, but uh, it, it's certainly a, a story that I think everybody needs to hear. Did did you happen to do some treatments overseas as well? I did. Um, so kind of made it through all that. I got out of the woods uh, with uh, leukemia and chemotherapy and, and that fungus and um, and then it was just focusing on the joints. Um, avascular necrosis is where blood flow isn't getting to the extremities of your your knees and elbows and hips. And and so the tissue and cartilage and ligaments and bone and everything's just crumbling because it's not getting any blood, not getting any nutrients. And so uh, after going to Baltimore and Mayo Clinic and Rochester, Minnesota, and trying to get treatments to save my joints, I ended up finding a hospital outside of Beijing, China, and flew there 17 times over a seven-year period. Um, and they've got a 250-bed hospital there that just focuses on AVN and really focuses on the core of the issue, and that's uh, establishing a blood flow, uh, circulatory, through traditional Chinese medicine, kind of a Western medicine hybrid, if you will. Um, but, uh, yeah, went there uh, and did that, and... Um, yeah, on and, and today I'm cancer free and no ongoing uh, health side effects. Uh, I do uh, struggle with my joints and got to get my knees scoped from time to time, and I've got a hip replaced here in January. But uh, all in all, I get uh, I get along pretty well. Well, that's good. So, are, are they looking at doing possibly some future surgeries as well? To Replace some of those joints? Yeah, uh, they're not great. They tell me that I have the knees of a 90-year-old, uh, but uh, I get along pretty good. Uh, just a matter of, uh, of how long they hold up, and eventually I'll need probably knee replacements, but uh, uh, we just take it as it as it comes. Okay. Well, maybe you could tell us a little bit about, um, you kind of mentioned about your foundation, maybe kind of go a little more in depth, uh, and i Maybe uh, losing track of time here, but did, I think you may have just recently had a uh, an event or something like that for that. So maybe kind of talk about the foundation and some of the, the things you do. Yeah, absolutely. So after I made it through my uh, medical challenges, um, I was doing a lot of speaking events uh, just because, you know, mentally for me, uh, before I was sick, uh, you know, I school came to me pretty easy and I I love sports. I kind of identified as an athlete. I would have been coming back as a sophomore as our varsity quarterback and point guard, and we had some pretty good relay teams. And, you know, the day after uh, I was diagnosed, I never got to play sports again because I was in a hospital bed the rest of high school. And uh, after that, my joints went downhill. And so, um, you know, I kind of had to 
rethink who I was and where I fit into the world. And uh, along with the survivor's guilt of seeing all the kids that I gotten to know that uh, didn't make it. And so I really started talking to high schools across the state of South Dakota and beyond and youth groups and, and college classes about life and perspective and what's important and what I went through and what I thought about it and how it built my faith and my relationship with God and my family. And um, it, it, it seemed to resonate with a lot of people. And I had a lot of kids come up to me afterward or stay in touch or ask me questions. And, you know, I just really figured out that everybody's going through something. Everybody's either gone through something really awful in their past or they're going through it right now or they're going to go through it in the future. And that's just that's just the human condition. So to the extent that I can help somebody else, uh, I guess I just decided a long time ago uh, that's what I that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I actually started my foundation in 2011. Um, so 12 years ago now. And again, I was raising money for, we started with youth cancer survivors. Um, actually, some of those first years when I was going to China, I took money over there to help kids uh, that had avascular necrosis like I did um, to help heal. And then you know, continue to speak at high schools and whatnot and raise money for youth cancer survivors in the form of scholarships. Um, and so we did that for, you know, the better part of 10 years. And then what changed for me is uh, uh, met the love of my life, Autumn, uh, lived together uh, here in South Dakota. And uh, um, Autumn helped me with my foundation and, and we were building a life together and she helped come to my speaking events and uh, life was good. And uh, uh, Autumn uh, uh, collapsed. She was 24 years old and she collapsed in our basement one day and, uh, um, and, and passed away. Uh, and so uh, one, one minute she was here and one minute she was gone. And uh, what I had been talking to kids about, uh, you know, perspective and, and attitude and faith, um, I had to do all over again. Uh, I had to, I had to walk the walk of what I was, what I was preaching, if you will. And, and I knew deep down that, uh, unfortunately for me, uh, I was probably better to handle that situation than most anybody. Um, not that it was easy, but, uh, um, I, I kept a, a national level speaking event, um, I think about six weeks after Autumn passed away. Uh, and none of those speeches were easy to give, but uh, we kept doing it. And then um, I, I'm one of four brothers. Uh, my younger brother Calder, who I was uh, probably the closest with, um, and, uh, Calder passed away a year and a half ago. Um, so anybody in the Charlet breed probably grew up showing cattle with Calder and were the two redheads in the middle. Uh, he was there the day that autumn collapsed, uh, and was with me. Um, so we kind of got to do that, uh, all over again. And so my foundation has always raised money for youth cancer survivors. Um, I vowed to, raise at least enough money for at least one 
adopt a wish, one make a wish kid um, forever for autumn. And that's backed up by a life insurance policy on me personally and the endowment within my foundation. So that's not just an intention that will happen. And when Calder passed away uh, as a testament to his faith and work ethic, uh, we decided to fund missionary work. So my foundation today raises money for youth cancer survivors, Make-A-Wish kids uh, for Autumn, and missionary work for Calder. That's very nice. And that's a lot of stuff to, you know, and, and we had kind of talked about part of the thought process behind this uh, podcast was a little more than, you know, me wanting to hear stories, but uh, my dealings with different individuals on mental health awareness and, and so forth and understanding and hearing stories uh, like yours, um, there, there's help out there and, and there's, there's some things that we can, uh, you know, learn from that. And uh, so, like I said, there's, there's a, like I said, hopefully here at some point I'll have some resources on here where people can, uh, you know, look to for, for issues like that. But I would say if anybody has questions about the foundation, um, what is the best place to uh, get a hold of you or, or find out more about the foundation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, T-Y-E for Ty Eschenbaum, just T-Y-E foundation.org is our website. And you can see, you know, where, where all we're at, where all we're up to, um, the families that are benefiting from the funds we raised. Um, so I, I would say to your point, yeah, I get to speak to a lot of, you know, my favorite is to talk to high schools and middle schools and, and kids. And I can't imagine being a kid in today's world with, with phones and instant access and instant comparison to everybody else's life. And, um, what a, what a hard way to grow up, uh, that, the generations us generations before didn't have to deal with um, yeah. among other things. And, you know, I just try to instill in kids that, uh, you know, life isn't fair and it, it's never going to be fair. And you probably wouldn't want it to be fair to be quite honest. And that, um, you're, you're not, you're not a victim. Um, um, to me, it's, uh, Life is uh, uh, mentally, you know, it's amazing what your body can do if, if mentally uh, uh, your, your, your mind will let it. And um, I understand that that's always easier said than done. It's, it's always easier said than done. Um, but, you know, what I've learned in my life, um, A, that your faith is what's most important this in the general scheme of things life is really really short and you know what we should be focusing on on the bigger picture uh, uh which is eternity and that brings me a lot of peace uh a lot of peace in my life um but moreover you know that you have to keep your feet moving forward and you know i i think i resonate with kids when i can stand in front of them tell them like listen, like I've been there. I, I understand. Um, and sometimes just getting out of bed or 
you know, just one foot in front of the other. If you can't take a day at a time, take an hour, take a minute, take a moment, take a second, like whatever you got to do, uh, you have to, you have to keep moving forward. Um, and moreover, um, all of us have good points in our life where things are going well and we're doing well and we're, our feet are on solid ground. And I think at those moments, um, it's not just our opportunity, but our responsibility uh, to help lift up all of those around us. Um, so uh, we're not always going through a bad time or a bad moment, but somebody around us probably is. So the way that we approach people, whether it's the clerk at the grocery store or holding the door for somebody at the gas station, um, you have no idea what that person is going through and what a smile or a, Hey, how are you doing? Uh, could do for their day. And if we'd all just sit and think about that, uh, I think we rem- we all remember when we're not having a good day or it seemed like the world was cr- crumbling around us and what other people did in our life to help us lift us up and keep us going. And uh, I think we all could uh, take a lesson and remember those moments uh, when we're out uh, interacting with uh, other human beings in our daily life. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the last couple of years, but it seems like we've gotten to a point anymore where we've gotten so judgmental and, uh, think we know everything about what everybody else has got going on. And, and at the end of the day, we really don't sometimes just, like you said, open the door, say hello and have a smile. And, uh, like I said, cause you don't know what that other person might be going through. Absolutely. And I, I will tell people too, that, uh, you don't need to do speaking events or have a microphone or whatever. Uh, just the way you live your life and the way you treat people that you interact with every day. Uh, I've been, I've been deeply inspired in my life by people that I've seen quietly deal with challenges uh, and awful things. And they didn't, you know, have a platform to talk about it or, you know, um, but just the way that they carried on and lived their life. And they were, I think just a true Testament to, um, you know, they were an inspiration for me. You know, I've, I tell people like maybe some of us just really go through some hard things, uh, just to show everybody else that it's possible, you know, cause I've, I've definitely viewed some other folks as lighthouses for me, uh, just by the way that they've carried themselves. And, um, most of them don't even know it that I admire them as much as I do. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't know how to, to, to state it, but, you know, if people can just be a, a good person, be a kind person, show some empathy. Uh, it just seems like anymore, it's just disappointing the way some people are. But uh, th- that would be my biggest encouragement as well is make sure, you know, reach out and, and not uh, not be negative like we have been. So it's yeah. too easy to do that. It's easy to to – turn a frown and, and, uh, be judgmental, but it, it takes a little effort to, to make an effort and, uh, try to make somebody's day or something like that. And, and like I said, when, when that happens to you, you, you realize it and, and it makes you feel good. And sometimes that's just what that person needs to make it through the rest of the day. If it's just a few words. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm a, 
you know, people can call it karma or, or good vibes to the universe or uh, God, Holy Spirit. Uh, you can call it uh, whatever you want. But I feel like when you're projecting positivity and kindness and, um, you know, being that light in the world, I think it always comes back to you greater than you put it out there. Um, so um, I think you're uh, uh, a benefit of your own attitude and your own projection onto others. Uh, it always seems to multiply uh, and come back to you. Yeah. And I would definitely look at that as something you, uh, you do every day. Uh, and I just hope everybody else, like I said, listens and, and has the opportunity to hear your story and, and uh, realize that, you know, what they're going through may not be as bad. And, and uh, like I said, there's opportunities out there and just keep plugging away. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, foundation, uh, tyefoundation.org. Um, you know, I'll tell you, we uh, had our, um, well, for those that attended the recent junior national, I forget where you, what year that was, uh, 2020 maybe in, in, in Brookings here, Charlie yeah. Junior National. Is that right? Um, you would, uh, the cattle and the show ring would have been in the Swiftel Center. And uh, here last December, we had our, my foundation had our inaugural gala in that building. We had, we had 600 people come. We pulled out all the stops, we black tie, red carpet. Uh, we did prime rib. Um, we had dueling pianos. And uh, we raised a, a net amount of $225,000 for our causes. And so that means that we were able to give out $2,500 scholarships to uh, youth cancer survivors in the state of South Dakota. And we actually here in April got to walk in and surprise our, our South Dakota Make-A-Wish chapter with a $100,000 check uh, that they weren't expecting. Um, here in June, we had our first, uh, uh, we named it the Summer Classic. It, we had uh, 32 golf teams on a Friday here in June and a big social and auction and food and, and fun uh, that night on the golf course. And then we had uh, 61 teams in a walleye fishing tournament on Saturday and we were able to raise uh, over $30,000 for our causes. So uh, we'll be coming back. We've actually had to move our gala to Sioux Falls this first Saturday in December. Um, but we're expecting over a thousand people to come to that. And we'll have uh, Make-A-Wish kids and their families there that have benefited from our funds. Uh, we'll have a missionary family um, that'll be there to share their story of, of how we've helped them and, and what they're up to um, uh, spreading uh, God's word. And we will have uh, past, past youth uh, cancer survivors, uh, uh, scholarship recipients there. And so uh, it to, gets to be a pretty awesome time. Um, you know, kind of our informal motto is that uh, we're a community of believers uh, that are trying to help those among us that uh, need it most. Well, very good. And, and just to kind of go back over that, is, is the gala going to be probably your big fundraiser for, for the year then? It will. Yep. And then, you, then the, the uh, summer classic golf tournament and then the walleye tournament. Yep. Those are our two biggest. So winter event, you know, right before Christmas there. And then the, the summer event are our biggest fundraisers. And, um, and of course we take donations year round and, um, but yeah, I, 
I would say too, for those that have gotten involved with us and gotten to come to our events and meet some of these families and whatnot, that I promise you that these kids that we get to meet and the stories we get to hear of what they've overcome and how they've approached it. And uh, these kids carry themselves with so much poise and um, they do more for us than we do for them. And I truly believe that. Um, yeah, we get to raise some money for them and, and help them that way. But uh, um, getting to meet them, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, I would certainly encourage anybody to that's listening to, to get online and look up the, the foundation. I'll make sure I'll have the, a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, I'm sure they can find out more information about that event, those events, as well as if anything else is coming up. Um, and before we wrap up, Ty, is there anything else you'd like to add to uh, anybody listening to talk to me either about the foundation or anything else? Yeah, no, I just appreciate uh, you having me on here to, to talk about some of this stuff. I enjoy talking about it. And I would just say that, uh, um, you know, we all deal with things and, and uh, we should definitely help those around us um, that are dealing with things. And if you're dealing with something, um, you know, that's, that's weighing heavy on your heart now, um, please, please talk to those around you. There's, there's resources out there. There's people, there's friends that want to listen uh, you don't have to go through this life alone. Um, so please, uh, uh, reach out. And, uh, um, again, if you're ever near South Dakota, uh, we'd love to have you come out and join the gala, uh, uh, this December. So with that, we'll let you go. Um, uh, God bless. And thanks for having us. Well, thank you, Ty, for sitting down and, and sharing your story. And with that, we'll sign off for this week's Battle Call.